0: place today where the Holy Ghost in his own way showed me in my heart that I was lost. I remember how it felt that night wondering if I died where my soul would be and what would be the cause I got down on my knees and there I prayed and with a thankful heart, i just want to say thank you for saving me i want to thank you for giving me eternal It's been many years ago This one thing that I know In my heart it feels like yesterday It's a feeling that I can't explain If you've been there I know you feel the same So lift your hands up to the one Who's worthy of all praise Thank you for saving me I want to thank you for giving i just haven't been in tune with him. It kind of takes a while, doesn't it? But boy, if you've been having your time with the Lord and he's still your best friend, you come in on a Sunday morning ready to worship him, praise him for everything that he's done. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I come in ready to worship and I mean, I'm not trying to say that I'm always walking the way that I should, but I am typically ready to worship on a Sunday morning. Boy, it's our prayer that if you don't know Jesus Christ, yes. what we've already spoke about, He is the resurrection in the life of him. He is the only one that can save us from our life of, uh, of, of just messed up stuff that we find ourselves in. It's a real world, isn't it? But the one thing that also, just why I want Him to do this song, is for all of these things, He's, he's so worthy. We don't focus on that aspect of him a whole lot. He is coming again one day. Here, he is king of kings and lord of lords. He is the bible says that in him he has been given preeminence above all things. God has seen fit to place the fullness of himself in Jesus Christ. Amen. And yet I get to talk to him every morning. And when I read the Word of God and see who He is, when I hear things that His voice is like the sound of many waters, I can't even comprehend what that sounds like. But yet at the same time, when I sit down next to a stream, and I hear the water, and I feel like He's close, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Jesus Christ today is he that close to you I'm not asking you if you said a prayer if you've been saved. what I'm asking do you know Jesus Christ yeah that's what I'm asking you this yeah. way because he is coming back and he will have judgment in his name you guys sing about that one who's coming back
1: Wasn't that great? I am looking for the day when I will look him in the face. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, really, really thought about it. What it's like to, what it would be like to see the face of the Lord Jesus. I've thought about it a lot. Uh, I'm afraid I might not be able to, uh, to, to, stand it. <laughs> I certainly don't feel worthy to be in his presence. I certainly don't feel like I have anything to offer him when he's done everything for me. But yet one of these days, one of these days we're going to get to see him face to face. Face to face with my dear savior, face to face, what will it be? What an amazing moment that's going to be. If you have your Bible, I'd like for you to turn with me to the book of Isaiah, and we are going to be one chapter over, so we're in chapter number 29. Last week we were in chapter 28. We had three sermons out of chapter 28, just one sermon, Lord willing, uh, out of chapter number 29, uh, and uh, we'll read from verses 9 to 12. And then we'll ask the Lord to help us as we try to bring the word of the Lord that he's laid upon our heart for today. I want to mention this in case I forget it at the very end, but if you're planning, if you're going with us, if you're one of the ones going with us to the couples retreat this week, we'll be leaving on Thursday. And uh, my wife sits right over here almost all the time, uh, third row back, right over here on my right. And so if you are planning uh, to go, of course, you, you know about that. Uh, meet with her right over here in this corner. This is her corner over here. So meet her in her corner and uh, she'll give you some she's got some information for you that you're going to need for the trip. Uh, all right, so if we have found uh, Isaiah chapter number twenty nine and verse number nine, if you'd stand with us, please, in honor of the reading of the Word of God. And the Bible says, "Stay yourselves and wonder, cry ye out and cry." They are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, hath he covered. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee, and he says, I cannot, or it is sealed. And the, book, and the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee, and he saith, I am not learned. Dear Lord, we pray you'd help us in the understanding of the Word of God today. Truly, that's what we need. As your people, Lord, we need to know the Word of God so that we might live it out day by day. There's those here among us who are concerned about their salvation. We pray that their eyes might be open to the reality of their need. They might come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ this very day. Before they leave this place, they will have come to put their trust and their faith in the one who is mighty to save, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Speak to us, we pray, through the pages of your word. We'll be careful to give you all the praise we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. Now, the first couple of verses here are interesting, verses that we've read, verses 9 and 10. He says, stay yourselves in wonder, cry ye out and cry. They are drunken, but not with wine. They're staggered, but not with strong drink. And when I first uh, started studying this out a little bit, I was thinking about some other passages of Scripture that, uh, that it might have belong to or been connected with but as I looked at it more carefully I began to realize that what he's saying here in this passage of scripture is something that every one of us really genuinely and honestly need to be aware of. He is talking to a group of people and he says you're drunk but you're not drunk with wine and you stagger but it's not because of strong drink. Why are they this way? They are this way because the Lord hath poured out upon them The spirit of deep sleep, and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the the seers, he hath covered. He's not saying that the prophets no longer received a word from the Lord, or that the seers could no longer see the future as God would have them to see it. What he's saying is, is they've been silenced. They've been covered. No more is their voice heard in the land and they have come to a place where they are where they are deaf and dumb as it were to the Spirit of the Lord God Almighty and his working among them. Now it's an interesting thing too because he makes it clear in the very first verse that we read, verse 9, stay yourselves in wonder, cry ye out. Uh, He gives the idea, the concept that it's time for you to be awakened if you would. But up until now, They have not allowed themselves to be awakened. And I want you to think about uh, the idea, the concept here of the Lord coming to them and, and speaking to them over and over and over again. That's what we're seeing here. God is speaking to them and they're not responding. And so after a while, God speaks to them differently. God says different things to them. If you go to the book of Romans, chapter number 1, we find uh, Paul describing, I believe, the very same type of people, the very same group, if if you would, uh, from a New Testament perspective. And this is what he says in verse 28 of chapter 1 of the book of Romans. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, that's what they're doing. God has spoken to them and they have not responded Has it ever happened to you that you really felt that the Lord was dealing with you about something and you resisted it? Now, as a believer, we ought not ever do that, but sometimes we do. But as a lost person, let me say something to you, saved or lost, but in either situation, it's a dangerous thing after a while, especially in a lost condition. We, we, sometimes we think, especially evangelists sometimes, get the concept or the idea that God's just going to save anyone, anytime, place, and he can, except you need to be aware that if the Lord has spoken to you 5,263 times, the next time he speaks to you might be different. Have you ever thought about that? Notice what he says in the book of Romans. He says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. God gave them up. God gave them up to the mind that they seemed to want to have. They didn't want to have God in their knowledge, so God removes himself from their knowledge. I was, listening to, I was listening to Billy Graham preach this morning, as I often do on Sunday morning. And I'll tell you, uh, it's getting a little bit difficult to find a sermon on YouTube that I haven't already heard, because uh, I've heard so many of his sermons through the years. I did manage to find one this morning that I'd never heard before. And I didn't hear the whole thing. Uh, I listened to the end of one sermon and, uh, by Dr. Graham, and then I put another one on, uh, but I had to get up, you know. I got to get dressed, right? So I had it on, and I was in the other room. And when I was listening to it, he used this word, reprobate. So I, my ears kind of perked up a little bit. And back in the 70s, he was saying that our country was giving themselves over To a reprobate mind. I'm talking the 1970s. And they were giving themselves over to a reprobate mind. Let me read this passage of scripture again and point something out to you. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Does that sound familiar? You know I was supposed to, uh, I don't know if you know this or not. Maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but I am. (laughs) You know, I hope I don't don't get in trouble, but if I do, I do. So I was actually invited to lead prayer uh, at the opening, uh, both in Pennsylvania State House and in the Maryland State House. And I have been several times to the Pennsylvania State House and opened in prayer. And I am very grateful for their invitation and my opportunity to lead them in prayer. However, I did not get to go to Annapolis and lead in the opening prayer because they sent me a letter and told me that I could not pray in Jesus' name. You know what? I said this from this pulpit once before. You, most of you apparently don't remember it. But I wished I'd have gone now. Because, uh, you know, I'm sure they wouldn't have thrown their hand over my mouth and drugged me out. And I would have prayed in Jesus' name. It might have been the last time I ever got invited. Uh, but uh, I really wished I'd have gone now. If they ever invite me again, I'm going to go. You know, I am, and I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. As they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they, they, they don't want the Lord anymore. How long has it been since our sitting governments in this country have wanted the Lord? How long has it been? So we look around at what's been happening in our world. Okay? We look around at... At, at senseless shootings where, uh, you know, 3, four, six, nine, 12, 15 people killed, we can't hardly keep count. Your fingers and toes are no longer enough. Now, sometimes it's not even enough for one shooting, let alone what's going on in the world around us. We have all kinds of problems in our school system. People don't know who they are. Some people don't even know what they are. And we wonder why we're here. They did not like to retain God in their knowledge. So he gave them over to a reprobate mind. The word reprobate is not hard to understand. It is a a mind that does does not have the ability to discern between right from wrong. What it means. Reprobate means a mind that cannot discern between right and wrong. Are we living in that world today? Have we been living in that world long enough to be able to see the results of what it's like to live in that world? Yes, we have. If you want to know what the problem is with our country, I'm telling you, it's not whether or not the Republicans or the Democrats are going to be in office. The problem is, is that we don't want to retain God in our knowledge anymore, and so God has given our politicians and our entertainers and our uh, our leaders in academia, God has given them over to a reprobate mind, and they do not know the difference between right and wrong so teach your children well because nobody else is going to bother to teach them the difference between right and wrong this is what isaiah was facing in his day it's not new we look around in our country today and we think oh the world's never been like this it's always been like this amen there have always been God haters and God rejectors, and there's always been those who have been turned over to a reprobate mind. We just happened to have been so very blessed in this country for such a long time to have men and women who would stand up uh, for the cause of Christ and for the cause of the Bible and the cause of the truth and speak out for years and years and years and hold back some of the powers of Satan and his evil spirits and now now we are giving it up to satan and we're losing our hold as a nation we have given it over to a reprobate mind it's a dangerous place to be i want you to notice what he says he says he says in verse number 28 god gave them over to a reprobate mind notice this to do those things which are not convenient Now skip on down to the end of the chapter in Romans chapter 1 and notice what he says in verse 32. Who knowing the judgment of God that they commit such things are, now notice this, worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. What happens to someone with a reprobate mind? After a while they get to the place where they've just accepted that they're going to live and die and that's it. And, of course, as I said last Sunday night, they've convinced themselves... That there that death is death and once you're dead you're just you know you're an inanimate object you no longer exist and so let's just live and not worry about it because when we die we die uh, not realizing not knowing not aware that they have come to a place of a reprobate mind not being able to make a decent uh, g- decision not being able to choose between right and wrong not being able to know the difference between God and the devil and they've given themselves over to the gods of this world and God God is condemning them to eternity in hell and they don't even know it. It's not just that they're lost. It's that they're lost and they don't know it. And they're just wandering on their way to hell and they're not even concerned. When I was a boy, I knew a lot of people that were, that were not good people. My dad, my dad believed in preaching the gospel to anybody that would listen. I remember I was down, and I'm not going to finish this sermon this morning, so we'll just, I'm just going to take a minute here. I remember going down preaching a revival down in South Georgia one time. And uh, uh, at the end of the, uh, I think it was the Tuesday or Wednesday night, whatever it was, it was the second or third night of the revival, a woman came to me and she said, I knew your daddy very well. I said, you did? She said, yeah, he used to come and preach in Rockdale County, Georgia all the time. That was up a little further north from where we were. She said, I lived there uh, when I was growing up. She said, your daddy would come in and do a revival in a church, and everybody thought he was crazy. He'd come out during the daytime of the late afternoon, and he'd go down there, and he'd walk in the bars and talk to the people. He'd talk to the women standing on the street corners and invite them to church. Everybody thought he was crazy. She said, but you know what? She said, they came to church sometimes. She said, we saw prostitutes walk the aisle and trust the Lord. We saw drunkards get right with God and get God's forgiveness and their family's forgiveness and get it put back together. Yeah, your dad, everybody thought he was crazy, but he just believed the gospel would work. It does. Back then when I could see some of that happening, you know what I learned? I learned that those people, as lost as they were, they did know it. Amen? They knew it. They'd tell you so. Oh, I know I need the Lord, but, you know, they don't say that no more. I know that's not good English, but it just come out. Amen. They don't believe that no more. No, they don't. They believe, well, I'm just going to be dead, you know, like a brick. You know, just, you know, just I'm going to be gone. No, you're not. You're going to lay this body down. When you lay this body down, your spirit's going to continue to live somewhere and you're either going to live in the presence of God Almighty and his holy angels and all the redeemed and the loved ones that we've known in this life who have been born into the family of God, we're going to see them all on the other side and we're going to have a glory, hallelujah, shoutin' town for all eternity. But those who have rejected God and turned their back on God, they're not going to die and be buried in the ground and be like a brick. They're going to wake up in hell one day, and they're going to realize that they had bought into the lies of the day. They had believed the falsehood that was given. The false prophets and the false gods have they believed, and they will pay for it for all eternity. For all eternity. I'm not even going. I don't even think I'm going to get to where I was where our main part of what I'm going to preach this morning. But you know what? That's all right. I want you to, let's just look at this. Look at verse, look back in Isaiah chapter number 29, and look at verse number 11. And then we're just going to wrap it up with this. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is Sealed. Which men, do deliver, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee, and he saith, I cannot. Why not? Because he said it's sealed. It's sealed. What is he, what, what is he saying here? He's saying that if they would listen to the word of God, now it's too late. It's like a book that's sealed up to them. You can't read it because you can't break the seal. You can't read it because you can't open it up. You can't learn the truth because it's being hid from you. You Say, oh, God wouldn't do that. Oh, really? He hid it from his very apostles. You don't believe me. You don't have to turn there. But the Bible tells us in the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 9, verses 44 and 45, let these sayings sink down into your ears, Jesus said, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. Now notice what comes after that. This is what he's saying here. And then the Bible says in verse 45, but they understood not his saying, and it was what hid from them. His very apostles He hid some things from them until after his resurrection. The Bible, now you can go back and look at it. You can find it uh, later on. But the Bible says after his resurrection, they would say to one another, Wow, we know what he meant now. Yeah, we got it now. We figured it out now. We understand now. But during the time of his life and his earthly ministry, it was hid from them. But I say to you that you might know somebody that's lost and on their way to hell. If, you're, if they're not careful, they're going to keep rejecting God to the point where they're going to have a reprobate mind. God's just going to give them over, and then you can preach the gospel to them all you want. They're never going to hear it. It's never going to sink in. You wonder if it's too late. Let me tell you something. The hour is later than you think. The hour is later than you than you think. You're saying, are you saying Jesus won't save anybody, somebody? No, I believe Jesus will save anybody who will trust him. Amen? God doesn't force anybody to get saved. God's not going to drag you down the aisle kicking and screaming. No, no, he's not going to force you to get right with God. God's not going to, he's not going to force his will upon you. He'll make his will known. He'll make his salvation clear. But there may be some folks, they're just not ready to hear it anymore. I've seen folks like that. I've, I have, I really have. I've seen folks that just weren't ready to hear it anymore. What about you this morning? Are you ready to hear the word of God? Are you ready to trust the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you ready to put your faith in the one who is able to change you for all eternity? Or are you just going to keep rejecting him until you can't make, tell the difference between right and wrong? Just keep pushing him out. Keep pushing him away. Keep rejecting. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Don't do that. Don't be like the one who said that her love came to the door in the book of, uh, in the book of Song of Solomon and her love came to the door. But she was so, so sleepy, she, she didn't get up And then, after a while, she realized that he wasn't at the door. She got up and went, but he had already gone. Don't be like that. Don't wait till it's too late. The Lord's not knocking at your door anymore. And if you're here this morning and you're a Christian, how much time do you reckon God's going to give you to be a witness? How many opportunities to let your light shine Are you going to get? How many loved ones are you going to fail to pray for before you realize that the hour is growing very late? Folks, he hid it from them. Let's draw near to the Lord, lest we miss what he's trying to say to us. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to bring the message. Lord, I pray you'd touch our hearts with its reality. Lord, these are are not just black words on a white page. These are the words breathed out from the Heavenly Father. These are holy words given to us to pay close attention to. That's why we spend time studying. That's why we're so careful to place the words in the right context. Because we know these right before us in our laps this morning, we're holding the words of life. Lord, may may we respond to the words of life today. Then we'll be careful to give you the praise all the glory and all the honor. For we ask it only in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Let's stand together. How
2: deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure that He would give His only Son to make a wretched. There's wounds which mar the chosen No power, no wisdom, but I who boast in Jesus Christ is death and rest.